0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Koshcast on UnderTheKoshBlog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex Roche is here.
1: Happy International Women's Day.
0: Happy International Women's Day to you too. Mohamed is here. Hello. Hello. And Bernie is here. What up? What up? Uh, I have a question for all of you. Uh, anyone can answer. Who had a worse weekend? Crystal Palace or Buckingham Palace? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I think both got kicked in the teeth yeah so i'm actually crystal palace is the official club of one of the i think Queen Elizabeth, so they all had
3: a shit week. I, think, I think it's fair to say when when we're recording this buckingham palace is only a half time so there's still a second half of this so they are like should... nine,
0: they're, they're like nine nil down though. They, yeah. they're like yeah. you got me in the first half megan got me in the
2: first
3: half
0: it's
3: they're gonna need to come halves. out of traps yeah, the queen comes up after after the interview. It was a game of two halves. I think we came back pretty well in the second. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buckingham Palace, Remontada incoming. The miracle of Istanbul coming up. Absolutely. Oh, everyone well? Yeah, man. Can't complain. Wicked, Rochelle. You're about to say no?
1: No, I would just say uh, neither neither amazing nor terrible. Just kind of like very flat.
0: That's fair. That is pandemic we'll average. I will I will give you that. Um, Another team that is pandemic average usually against the big teams is Manchester United. Usually do absolutely nothing. Don't score, don't concede, don't pass the ball, don't really do anything. This time, though, cheeky 2 0 win against Manchester City. You must be delighted. Um,
2: Sure. Yeah. Listen, My, my reaction, my feelings going into the game was bang average, (laughs) I'm not excited, I'm not um, scared. It was just, let it be what it's gonna be. And then within 30 seconds, my God, like penalty. And the funny thing about that penalty, I've seen seen the pictures now of Martial and like six people around him, it's really funny. And then some people made up this quote that I thought was pretty dreary, but it wasn't, where they said the disciples and Jesus all surrounded the red devil, but Jesus committed the sin Mm -hmm. penalty. And I believe for a second it was actually Peter Drury, but it wasn't. But I think he's going to try and keep that in his vault for next time. Because there will be a next time, as we all
0: know, that he get penalties. Um, that, that is a shame, because that would have been one of the all-time commentary moments. Like, that. <laughs> that is pretty special. It really um, we, we give Gabriel Jesus a fair amount of stick for not being a good striker. Turns out he's also not a good defender. What was he doing? <laughs>
3: Well, he 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 lost the ball in the buildup, and you know when players lose the ball, mm. they they have that bit in them where they're overzealous in the in the tackle. They're trying to make up for their own mistake, and that's usually when either you commit a foul or you get nutmeg. Those are the two. Those are the two outcomes from being overzealous with the, with your tackle. So yeah, he he wanted to make up for his mistake, and obviously you know defending is not a strong suit. He could, you know, Martial. There was like what five six City players around him at that point, point. and I don't think he was going anywhere. It's just you know, that was a good out for him with the, with the penalty and Bruno converting it and doing his stupid, I'm not listening to rumors, things like, bro, relax, man. Like, you have 34 goals this season or whatever the hell it is. Like, you don't need to answer to anybody or do whatever you the hell you're doing.
2: I mean, you can be the Grinch if you want, but that's
3: not what the celebration actually Just cause is. Just because he looks like the Grinch.
2: The celebration is his daughter, when she's throwing a tantrum, puts her hands over her ear. So he's doing it for her. But No, I mean, he came out.
3: He came out and he said, oh, people talk about no, my no goals. He said that
2: before. But the actual celebration of this is his daughter being mad and be like, no, 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 I'm not listening to you. And then he blows her a kiss. Damn, Grinch. I, well,
0: thought, he nice. was, I thought he was being self-aware about his absolutely massive head. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: would be funny if next celebration he just brings out the stapler.
0: Just, <laughs> <hold him> <laughs> just pins him back, um, Rocher. Uh, Anthony Martial has been very dodgy this season, but he—this was—would you say this was his best performance all season? Because I, I was quite impressed.
1: Uh, no, I think I've seen him play really well this season for periods. And I mean, he got the penalty within 30 seconds. And as we just said, I think it was more of a gap from Gabi Jesus. We'll take it. And we started the game very well from that point on. It was much easier. I feel. And, um, you know, Martial had one or two good turns in the second half. He lost his man. He had some good link-up play. But then the time came for Martial to have his moment in this game, one-on-one with the keeper. And the attempted finish was was way below average. I'm sorry, but, I, you know, when the ball fell to his feet, I stood up and I said, Go on, Martial! I screamed it at my TV. And he side it, like, pathetically into the goalkeeper's hands, and I literally screamed, fuck you, at my TV. Like, that's how angry I was. And then I texted
2: Bernie in capital letters and I said, "Yeah, you know, I said some choice words. That's sure. how I felt. And, and I ignored the choice words because actually this was a ter- terrible finishing. Absolutely. But this was the best performance no. overall. I'm, t- I'm talking about performance in terms of actually playing the game in terms of link up play, in terms of hold up play, in terms of running up people. The way that United played today, date, I said this on previous pods. United play their best football when Martial's on form, better than they would if Cavani's on form, because he links, he runs at people, brings up people into play, stuff that no one else has been able to do at United in the last three, four years. And that's what sucked in Stones and sucked in Diaz and allowed them to actually create space and create opportunities against them. And also, he did the high press. United pressed them very, very high early on in the game and in the second half, because Martial... Bruno, Rashford, James were all pressing. It was a wonderful attacking well, performance it, from United in that sense.
3: It sounds like what you're saying is about Martial being, you know, when he's better, it's better than when Cavani's at his best or whatever. But it just sounds like you guys are really good at the counter attack, and you benefit a lot from playing in transition, even if it's not fully counter attacking football. It's, tr- it's football in transition. It's not tippy-tappy around the box. Yes, Bruno has made you better this season definitely than previous seasons because you didn't really have that guy um and Bruno gives you that other style of play that is you know that he can bring if you need it but United are just best in transition and i think this is why ole uh has had this record against city i think he's won the last 3 games that they had and qu- uh, quite a good record as well at um at uh, old Trafford. it's because city do not cope well uh, with uh, opponents who want to play in transition and counter attacking all the time they have the ball they have possession they push Cancelo up they push you know Zinchenko up and United are really good on the counter, and I think we saw for the Shaw for the Shaw goal. And you're right, you did press high, and that's how you got the ball off his use for the penalty. And then the other side of it was Shaw's goal was pure counter attack, and all the other chances. And you know, you had quite a few chances on the counter, and I think that's why City really struggle against United.
0: I've got a City stat for you. Um, so this is the first time that they conceded first in 16 games. Um, oh, sorry. That's completely the wrong stat. Uh, They conceded first in 16 games since the start of last season. They've only won three of them. So essentially, if you score first,
3: Mm. you're good. City aren't going to win. Well, it's because the team sits back and then break us down, right?
2: The interesting thing about that stat, Alex, is that uh, they asked Harry Maguire about the tactics of the game. And he literally said, without saying the exact stat, he said that if you score first against City, they don't do well in coming back. So we, mm. we came out the, the, the traps and said we have to score first. And we came out with reckless abandon, essentially. And that's really what happened. It's fortunate in the sense of getting the penalty, sure. But there was an absolute intent to do that. And by the way, Shaw almost scored within five minutes to make it 2-0. And I think Rashford had another chance to make it three. They really, really did that. And I don't think City ever recovered from that. It was honestly a tactical, again, tactical brilliance um, from mm-hmm. Ole against Pep. You have to say
3: that. Also, one of City's best players in Cancelo had a horrendous game. This game, I mean, he was he's been on fire, he's been one of their best players this season, kind of making that right back position his. I mean, call it right back, call it center, mid, whatever he plays, but he's he had a really bad game. Um, this game, I think, as well. And Shaw took full, uh, and you know, he he made it happen. He pushed him back. He was dangerous against Cancelo. And, and Shaw, I think, has been one of United's best players, if not, but, but you know, obviously Bruno is there, but if not the best player, maybe after Bruno the season. Um but we did predict a week ago, and I think it happened, was that Sterling does not do anything against Juan Bissak. Mm-hmm. Sterling just looks terrified, man. Like he doesn't want to take him on. You know what I mean? It's 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 psychological that at this point with Sterling and Bissak.
0: I was watching for it and he did do it once quite early on when he was like running across the box and he did manage to get past wan and then I didn't see anything after that.
2: Yeah, Roshe, what do you think of Wan-Bissaka and, and Sterling? We were laughing about that at some point.
1: Well, I think Shaw's form and wan form go hand in hand because as soon as United were able to fix or upgrade their situation at wing backs, the team's form has improved and has carried them into the second place the season where they are. And uh, Juan Luis was solid in this game. I think, you know, Sterling was in his pocket. Sterling never scores against Man United anyway. So uh, it was not shocking to see him completely fluff his lines later in the game when uh, what's-his-face puts in a really beautiful cross into the oh, box. Oh, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He completely missed the ball. It was almost it a crucial,
3: crucial moment, too. Like, it was 2-0, I think, with maybe at that point, what, 20 minutes to go if he had scored it, something like that? Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. would have put the pressure on and really could have turned the screw. But that was a bad miss.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, there was one more chance that City had. Besides that, City were were really profligate in front of goal. They had nothing. I think Rodri hit the bar, but that was just you know. I don't know if I ever felt threatened by that. I really wasn't threatened by City except for that time that uh, Sterling fluffed his lines, and uh, I think there was one other chance. great.
2: I, I think I think the re- part of the reason is because the defense has been very good. Like yes, in the in the gay, big games they haven't scored, but they haven't conceded either, except for you know, the two games that we talked about before, but they've kept four clean sheets in a row, five out of six. Harry Maguire has been absolutely sensational this season. He has been very, very good. And we can talk about 80 million or not, but the fact is he's leading that defense and he has been very, very good, but he doesn't get the parts that he deserves. Also because, Roche, that chance of talking about, Lindelof slipped in front of Sterling. So That's right. I have, even though he played well overall, he still annoys me. But Hiram Maguire had a brilliant defensive performance in his game, and it's about time we start giving the man credit because he has been very, very
0: good. But Eric Bayer gives him enough credit for the rest of us. <laughs> With his Our big headset.
1: <laughs> actually, actually, on that point, I want to talk about Fred and McTominay as well because I think, yeah, honestly, Fred sometimes on his day is unplayable except he can't do a final pass or a shot, but he's unplayable from a defensive point of view And McTominay adds such a a dimension to playing it out the back for United. It's unbelievable. If you watch Matic play in the same position, United look completely linear and out of ideas, like they did against Crystal Palace for that no-no. But if you watch McTominay on the ball, he just turns, and he turns the other way again, and all of a sudden space opens up and a pass over.
3: McTominay has been very good, and he's a true box-to-box. Like, he is truly a (laughs) box-to-box player. He is on the edge of both boxes. He technically is very good, you know, for, for the role he does, he's technically very good, but also I'm just looking at your lineup here. And I think all did something smart and I think it started in the Europa league game, maybe, but playing Daniel James instead of Greenwood is again, making use of that counterattacking slash transition ability that United wanted to make use of versus city. And Daniel James has played, you know, he, he did his part. He could, he got the ball. he, carried it forward. He ran down the wing. He just created some chaos. Um, And and I think that was a good choice by Ole to play him instead of like a Greenwood that wants more of the possession and pass the ball around. And I think it worked really well.
0: True. Daniel James is is a chess piece. He's just like, he's not really there to play football. And he knows that at this point. Uh, But it it works for everyone because he's not going to get a better job than this. Um, Chelsea to, well, let me say this. This is a big, good result for Manchester United in terms of the title race, utterly meaningless. In terms of top four, quite meaningful because uh, had you not won that game, Leicester would be a couple of points ahead of you in second and you'd only be a point ahead of Chelsea who'd just beat Everton, who were also in the, r- the race for top four. Uh, that was 2-0. Thomas Tuchel, now no losses in 11 games. He's doing really well. I don't think, other than City, I think he's accumulated the most points.
3: In including the league including beating Atleti 1-0.
0: A mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so, it's uh, it's looking quite impressive, I mean, we said we predicted it would start well, and uh i'm still I'm still confident that it will go down in flames at some oh, point, but hundred percent, but they're 100%. looking great
3: yeah, and they're in the a very boring way. The formation was very weird this this game he played Reese James and Alonso as uh, wing backs, and then he still played Hudson and in the two behind the striker, so you know you think Hudson and was earmarked for that kind of right wing back position, but he still played them under. Um, Timo Werner, so he didn't go with the big guy. Um, and then Havertz had, well, it's not hard, but he had his best game in a Chelsea shirt <laughs> yeah. since his arrival, his big move. Um, and he played really well. He had a, you know, I think he had a, a goal that was kind of off target, but went in own goal. And then he had another goal that was talked off and et cetera. So he, you know, he, he, he had a stamp on the game finally um, for Chelsea fans, at least, you know, some positivity there when it comes to Havertz. I think Werner... Again, we see why he plays. He plays. I think he plays really well when you watch the game. It's just he's not scoring at this moment. And he had an, another chance similar to kind of Martial's that Rishi was talking like about. Should have scored. guilt edged. He did really well in the build up, and that's that's him right now. That's his story. He does really well in the build up, just cannot finish.
0: That you basically need someone to run alongside him, so that once he's done the hard work, he has someone to square it to. Like yeah. he just he visibly panicked once he was through on goal and had the chance. He just rushed it. It was it was annoying he reminds
2: me of a and it's not even and i don't mean this as an insult but he reminds me of a slightly more refined daniel james he'll run in, he'll run the channels cause a lot of chaos stretch teams but darren james is not a finisher either but he, i guess um, not Havertz. Vernon verna gets into better shooting positions and yes he is a better football player i think it's a confidence thing i don't want chelsea fans to be like you're disparaging the guy but based on what he's doing now they're not doing anything particularly different Really, right now, overall, he can be a great player, no problem. But he's not doing anything particularly different right now. And people are making jokes at his expense that, like, if he was the one that shot Tupac, Tupac would be alive right now. Like,
3: like, he's alive.
2: (laughs) So probably was Werner's uncle or something tried to (laughs) shoot him. But like, you know, Rashad, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, what what did you think of the Tuchel and and Chelsea?
1: I think he started well, I think, with 10 games left in the league and now being March. I think his timing of his appointment was ideal for Chelsea to finish the season strong. And they are a force for top four, good for them. And uh, I think they're going to get past Atletico in the Champions League with this one one away goal. So uh, things are looking
3: out for them. That would be will... a, big, a big thing for them.
1: Yeah, I just want to quickly point out that uh, Decore uh, for Everton was merciless over here in this game against Chelsea. And just a few weeks ago, I was saying he was a little bit past it. And, you know, objectively speaking, sure, Chelsea are in form and Ducouré is not like the kind of guy who's going to turn into a shabby overnight and change the game. He didn't play. Ah, okay. And and maybe that's why Everton didn't have a goal in this game. But my point on Ducouré being past it still stands. He's
3: he's never like a... He's... Where is he? Watford? Was it Watford? Yeah, he was at Watford. Yeah, he, he... stock kind of rose a little bit with Watford and then everything is kind of his level. Like he, I don't think, I don't think, I think he was better than kind of the Watford level. And then he with the Everton kind of level, it, it suits him right now, but yeah, it's not going to get any better than that. For him. I, I mean, I there was rumors that, with Arsenal and this and that. I don't think it, you know, he's that, he's that level.
2: I thought that the problem in this game from Everton's standpoint, wasn't necessarily the midfield. I think that actually Chelsea give you enough, like of a, of a look if you're useful but Richarlison had a horrible game and mm-hmm. it wasn't really pressure from anybody or anything, anyone did anything to him. It was just nonsense the way he was playing. And you could see Dominic Calvert-Lewin was stressed out <laughs> because Richarlison was not doing his job. He was so
0: annoyed. He always I, been I remember, for him. There was a moment in the last, like, 20 minutes when I think Richarlison had just done something stupid and the two of them were just standing there next to each other, like, not looking at each other visibly just both very stressed.
3: To to be fair to Richarlison, though, the last two games, he uh, got everything out of both of those games. Mm -hmm. I believe he scored in both of them. He's actually been, like, I don't want to say carrying Calvert-Lewin, but Calvert-Lewin, since coming back from the injury, I don't think has contributed a goal yet. It's been a couple of games. um, But Richarlison has been carrying that kind of the torch a little bit the last couple of games. So yeah, he had a bad game this week, but the last two weeks I think he's been carrying them. So I, I do want to give I him a add that there.
2: Jorginho has been playing well. Um he's I think we talked about this I can't remember what game it was. We talked about how he didn't play. And it was the type of game that he probably needed his his control more so. I can't remember what game it was. And this they really did have a lot of control that came from Jorginho. And Tuchel is winning all these games while rotating a lot. Mm -hmm. But while he's rotating, the interesting, there are two interesting things that have come up here. The new signings still aren't doing anything. But, and then Pulisic is just getting like 10 minutes off the bench. But it's still the same guys who are doing it for him. Although Havertz today had his day. But even then, I still like, like, it wasn't the, I'm a 75 million signing game. It was, yeah, this was good. But still, the new signings are not producing for him. And as they didn't for Lampard, while the old heads are still doing it. And I, okay. But I just want to see what, Pielcic, what happens there, because I don't think Pielcic will entertain this.
3: I'm surprised. Is he, is he not talking to them in German? Because wasn't that the plan? Just bring <laughs> in a German speaker and everything the, will be just fine. He,
0: he, what, there's a video of, um, of uh, Tuchel shouting at, at Werner. Basically, and if the translation is 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 correct, he's basically shouting at him, being like, "You're supposed to be playing on the right, and you've spent the last fifteen minutes on the left. What are you doing?" <laughs> Which is he means he, he means
3: just like situationally on the field, not political, right? Yeah, 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 No, that that's that's reserved for Pulisic. right?
0: <laughs> um, Spurs for Crystal Palace one, uh, as we discussed earlier. The Palace is just getting a battering this week. Um, Roche, Gareth Bale is one of your favorite players, at least aesthetically. What did you think of this magnificent I, performance?
1: He's, he's one of your favorites as well. Um, I think that uh, Bale is just going to get better with Tottenham. And, um, you know, he's, he's looking a little bit more settled and a little bit more confident. So Kane, Bale and Son, you know, if, if they're all unformed together, I think Spurs front three, at least not too bad. The way they play still is a bit slow and Mourinho-esque, which I don't like about them. I think that's the only thing I don't like about Spurs. But they fully deserve their goals. I thought they played really well for these four goals.
3: They rely heavily on their front three, for sure. It's not, you know, there's maybe not too much of a build-up play or kind of what you're saying. But yeah, they do rely on kind of the three up top being very technical, very good players. And you're right, Bale has been in form for the last three, four games now, including in Europe. He's been playing very well for them. He also seems to have an extra kind of pep in his step, like from a physical point of view, seems a bit stronger, a bit faster. And that just also contributes to that confidence, right? And all of a sudden, you're doing things that maybe you weren't going to do earlier or whatever, and they're coming off and all that good stuff. So um, I think, yeah, they both had a great game What Bale with two goals, Kane with two goals. Um, Yep, And and Kane has two assists to Bale.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, on the Bale part as well, I have noticed that it's not the same old Bale that's just, you know, beating cone week in and week out or, mm. or running past uh, Bartra and ruining his career. But this is like a new Bale who's actually picked up something from La Liga that, you know, like, I saw a move this game where he beat two players just by doing a little bit of, uh, you know, footwork. And uh, it didn't really require him to do much work. And so, like, that's actually something I really want to see more of from Bale because I, I think that... If he really is able to bring that like fluidity to Topman's to play and attack, they can like, you know, they like to keep possession and they like to be slow with that kind of like footwork and creativity from Bale through the middle when he cuts in, I think they can be really good. Maybe they're now, good the, money in the top four.
0: It's it's tough. Like they they're looking, they've won the last three. They haven't played anyone brilliant. But on the other hand, teams like Fulham and Crystal Palace and what have you are holding plenty of, of big teams to to draws and, and beating them occasionally. There's no real predicting that kind of stuff. Um, I think you're right. I think Bale, like, it has clearly become more technical. Um, and as he relies less on his, like, physical prowess, that, that will be important. Um, but what I wanted to say really is that, you know, we slammed Mourinho for their style of play, and rightly so. Like, it was horrendous. And the last three or so games... They're pressing higher. They're actually trying to play football. There were spells of possession, which is something we never saw earlier in the season. So like, he's clearly doing something a bit different. The question is, once they play anyone half-decent and the next game is against Arsenal, will he revert to low block and, and counter or will they keep this going? And yeah, that will he, be very interesting.
3: He's being brave right now by playing all four, right? Mm-hmm. So those three and Lucas Mora. Yeah. so that's quite brief from him now but you're right now once there's any significant game is he going to keep that up and is having just these good fluid players in the field helping with their shape and how they look right okay yeah mora is not the best whatever set center mid in the world and he's playing kind of like under pain but he's just a fluid player who has some kind of physical ability who wants to go forward and that just helps you know helps how they look to the eye right and the question is once, you know, right now it's Hoiberg and Winks, but I'm sure against Arsenal it's not gonna be, you know, Winks, Hoyberg, more. it's gonna be whatever. Hoyberg if Sissoko's fit or whoever else, but I don't think all four will play.
0: Yeah, that that's the thing. Does he ready the Sissoko? Does he get him out of his little box and, and put him in? We we shall see. Um this was this is a surprising stat for me. Um other than Bayern Munich Spurs the first to a hundred goals. Um which you guys made some good points about like Kane and Son earlier in the season and the fact that they've had 1500 rounds of Europa League games and all that contributing to it but still I thought a bit surprising given how defensive they've been for large parts of the season um, yeah top four we'll see oh quick shout for Palace Scott Parker if Fulham go down and Hodgson retires
2: I, I really hope and, and I, just, I just decided to boycott the Spurs conversation Because I have nothing good to say about bail <laughs> I think <laughs> we're just talking nonsense But um, Scott Parker, I hope he says no to that job Because they're not going to support him at all Like, Forget the fact that I said last time that he's a you know one-club manager Like, If you're going to go from Fulham If they make it, if they survive this And go to Palace, that's not an
0: upgrade Oh no, no, in, no I'm in saying to go yeah. down yeah.
2: If Fulham go down, I still would want him to stay at Fulham because Palace will, will ruin him. It will be the end. I'm, yeah, he'd be fine.
0: I back, I'm backing. Yeah, him. with
2: with no money and Benteke, he gets more money at Fulham right now. He's got Eze
0: organized the defense. He'll be fine. He's got the Super Eagles, which should be his next job. Just say. I mean, yes, yes, but he's not going to get it. <laughs> uh, Burnley one, Arsenal one. Maned, um, how many times in a season can the good work
3: be undone by? morons multiple times a season more than not is my answer (laughs) um yeah a shame because the arsenal games all go it seems at least and it just seems like they all go down the same pattern which is you know start slow concede potentially early get back into it a little bit and then make a mistake and it crashes from there so we'll
0: go ahead and then throw it away
3: Exactly. This time it flipped a little bit. We went ahead like what six minute, I think, in the game, maybe the first five minutes, something like that. With a great, you know, I think Partey just adds so much to the way we play. And you saw when he got the ball from Leno, he turned, faked, kind of calm under pressure, one-two with Shaka, and then really started that attack. And William again with <laughs> with the easiest assist to the stats <laughs> that you'll ever see, which he's been racking up for a couple of days.
2: How many stepovers um, from a player and a shot? Should before we can cancel the assist, <laughs> so Aubameyang yeah. really did all the work there. I don't want to count that for William. Uh, I all. think that
3: Partey was more of an assist there than, than William in that goal, yeah. Um, but yeah, Aubameyang did well to kind of take it upon himself. He's been in better form scoring a couple of goals recently because he went through a really dry spell, um, you know, ending a couple of games ago. And then, yeah, unfortunately, we sh- before the Chris Wood incident, which was I think in the 40th minute, last five minutes or so of the half. We had chances to score like two, three more goals. We were all over Burnley. We were playing really well, a little bit like the Wolves game, a little bit like the Villa game. And we just threw it all away, first by not taking our chances, and second by, you know, what Shaka did by just giving Chris Wood. Well, he hit it into his knee (laughs) and went into the goal. So, unfortunate. And then the second half was timid. It was tame. It was Burnley just kind of sat back, and they actually almost took the lead as well which they should have really was a clear cut chance for them.
0: Yeah. I just thought like this was the most granite Xhaka thing that it's possible to do beyond other than like two footing someone needlessly in the penalty area. And it just like, if I were one of the forward players, I would be so irritated because i like, we do all this good work, but these mental moments from the Louises and the Xhaka's just, just ruin it. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm a broken record in this, but I'm so fucking done with that man. I'm so yeah. done with it. Well, and people were on Twitter being like, oh, it's Leno's fault. We shouldn't give it to him. Xhaka literally ran towards him, pointing at his feet, like, give me the ball.
3: But, but and, he, and he had a couple of options. Honestly, like, I get it. But he had a couple of options. Sorry, Bernie. One more thing is just that we... This is what Shaka does. He has this horrendous moment, but then he goes on like a 10-game streak where it's like, oh, wow, actually, Shaka might be a footballer. This is not looking bad. And he thats exactly where he was before this moment. And it's always like that. You're always at that, like, 8 out of 10 for 10 games in a row, and then a 2 out of 10. And we go again.
2: That red card wasn't, like, eight games ago, I'm pretty sure. But <laughs> maybe it was. I don't know. Um but There's three no, games I, a week, buddy. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> They're all really quick. Um I, it, it was Xhaka's fault. But Leno should never give him that ball. Like, never in a million years give him that ball. I don't no, I he wants
3: to play Immediately as I
2: saw it happening, like, before he even made the pass, I was like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And also, for the record, there have been at least three – goals our arsenal have conceded where you're passing it out from the back and someone messes it up huh. i just feel if you're not 100 percent sure which you cannot be <laughs> with granite shaka like you are not 100 sure just kick it long this thing is getting really old really really fast
3: but but to be a devil's advocate our first goal doesn't happen if we don't build from the back and we panic and we kick it out as well like it's like you really should just hope that you have technically good enough players to play the ball from the back like that's your ultimate goal. I get the short-term, just kick it out. But in the long-term, Arteta wants to play this way.
0: Yeah, well, and also anecdotally, because I don't have the stats to back this up, but anecdotally, like, a lot of Arsenal goals do come from build-up play that starts at the back. And so, you know, I, I guess it's baked in. It's baked in as, a, as, an, as like, an opportunity it's, it's definitely anecdotal, because it's probably not true. But... <laughs> Do you, have <laughs> Do you have the facts? Do
2: you have the facts, Alex? Alex, you not. know, you know, this would be very easy to go and prove this. But I don't think you can remember one other than this. No, no,
3: we've been playing some good build-up goals. We've been, we have. Sure. Been, sure.
2: Anyway, to your point, yeah, yeah. you
3: should have Mid- lost this Mid- game. Pro has been fantastic for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah Smith-Rowe, Odegaard, oh, um, yeah. Bakayoko. Saka. Even Saka, this game wasn't at his best, and he was still our best player on the field. Like, that's how good this, this boy is. It was, it's can, crazy.
2: Can we talk about the two decisions that happened in the Burnley box? Um, there was the handball. My which, God. Uh, listen, in my head, I was trying to find a way to justify it, but then I couldn't do it. <laughs> like it's, it's a handball. It's a penalty. But what, what strikes me as interesting is we were just talking about how no one knows the rule. And I think it was last week they changed the rule or adapted, or like did some, adjusted the rule after what happened with Chelsea, Fulham, and someone else. I don't remember. And then, then they, the day after they adjusted it, we're like, What's, what are we doing here? That's <laughs> like, listen, if the there's one is, time, this, this is it. This is it.
3: The problem is we talked about this, I think, in the middle of the week, and we talked about all VAR. But this kind of thing shows that it's not VAR. Shows that it's the people behind the, the screens because this is not VAR's problem. Somebody looking at a screen decided to not call the referee to look at it. So that's on that guy. And we talked about how annoying the offside lines are and they bring it out and it's a millimeter and blah, blah, blah. We talked about it, but at the end of the day, we know what the rule is to so use VAR and you enforce it even though we hate the rule, but we know it. The minute those lines are you know, not on top of each other, it's offside, we get it as annoying as it is. But what's the point of VAR when you don't actually know what you're reviewing, <laughs> you're like trying to answer. You're t- like you're trying to answer a question that you don't have. You don't have the question, but you're still trying to answer it. So it's like, what is the guy looking at behind the screen? Does he know the rule? Does anyone know the rule? Like when you have managers and players come out saying, "Someone tell us what the handball rule is." That's never good for the game, regardless of VAR.
2: Yeah, no, you're you're, you're you're absolutely right. It was it was it was definitely a farce. Definitely a farce. And by the way, you don't hear about this stuff in Syria, Bundesliga, all these other things. To be I, fair, I think it's competence.
0: You might, it, you, like, you might.
2: I, I'm not saying you don't ever, but like, there is no uproar on Twitter from the Syria fans sure, that we know who are, mean, are like, "This is bullshit." Like, they're not. <laughs> they're just simply not doing it. And I don't un, like. I, I do understand why because there's incompetence and there's no structure to it in the Premier League. However, that second one was what v- VAR is supposed to be that's what it we supposed to be like good job you guys got it right he should not have been sent off it was off his shoulder that's how it's supposed to be but the previous ones leave such a you know bad taste in your mouth or your mouth I laughed at you um for this and that leaves you still in 10th or something like that nowhere near any anyone useful
0: I couldn't tell you the position there <laughs> hasn't been a point in checking enough. yeah there's, the future is really bright in a long time. Speaking of teams slipping down the table, Liverpool. <laughs> yes, again. No, not a slip. This is not a slip. You if a you day don't day start day.
2: with Roche, like, like this is gonna be, this is gonna be a disaster.
0: I will in just a second. After I say that this has gotten so bad that the president of Namibia is now tweeting about it. He's a Liverpool <laughs> fan, and wow. he's now tweeting. I, I wish I'd I'd remembered or bookmarked it or something, but basically, like. Can someone find it, please? It's, it's going to be better than.
3: granddad. It's, it's liked it. What? I said bookmarked it, granddad. It's liked the tweet. No, no, you can bookmark <laughs> tweet. Wow! Not um, like
0: not like in your browser, like I in know. the app.
3: It sounded like you meant in the browser.
1: Imagine. I have I have looked at the league table in grave detail, and the most striking fact is Liverpool have lost nine games this season. Mm -hmm. i believe arsenal have lost 11 and we keep talking about how arsenal were so terrible and they kept losing and it was all a shambles but liverpool started the season very well they were in first place i think you know around christmas time they were they were first or second or or thereabouts and all of a sudden liverpool's form is the worst that we've ever seen they've lost i think if you look at their form they've lost five out of six and the other the other match was a draw with this kind of form i think liverpool will are showing that they have problems that are a little bit more than just problems at the back and injuries. I think that the squad is not willing to pull together and grind out results against teams like Fulham. I mean, what are you doing? Is Mo Salah injured? No. Why is he not scoring goals? Is Sadio Mane injured? No. Why is he not scoring goals? Oh, I didn't even know that Salah and Mane
3: weren't passing the ball to each other. That <laughs> <was insane. laughs> what happened to this team? Honestly, they have problems. Yeah, I think, I think the, I think the biggest thing about the season, I don't think, I don't think it's about this season. I think it's more about tarnishing a legacy of sort. Because people were talking about, you know, is Liverpool the best team ever? And they were starting to talk about it with the Chelsea's and the Arsenal's and the United's. They were starting to rank this team in the all-time great Premier League. So I think this is more, you know, if they had come second or third this season, but, you know, that's fine, whatever, but not in this kind of landslide performance. Because now people are like, you went from being a Champions League winner and then a league winner and then now this. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, what does that say about again the team? We talk about you know three year stints, five year stints, whatever you want to do, but this is a two year stint. I,
2: I found the Namibian president's tweet, and he Thank said, you, "We, the supporters of Liverpool, have been walking alone for a while now. Sadly, we are becoming orphans because our team is dying." <laughs> <laughs> and this is poetic. Actually, it really brings a tear to the eye. Um, but but this is true. He, like people are willing to give them a pass because of injuries and yes it explains some of it and the rotating center backs explain some of it but it doesn't explain six losses at anfield in a row in a row i'm sorry it does not excuse it. it does not excuse the fact that i think they they haven't scored at anfield in that time as well with one penalty the that they have okay yep. so open play six games no goal like no I think it's
0: longer than that there's no open play goal since late december they haven't oh, scored
3: at Anfield. Anfield
0: in 2021. Okay. So that, that, listen, that's crazy. I
2: don't care you have enough people who have a, lots of ideas on that, on that pitch to score goals. This is ridiculous. Like, at some point, we have to honestly say, Klopp isn't doing it right this second. It can always come back, sure. But right now, it does have to fall on him, especially with this, like, look, Fulham in the first half of this game were playing like they were Real Madrid. I could not believe what I was seeing, mate. I don't care who is in that pitch. Fulham should never rock into Anfield and dominate you the way that they did. It I was tell you a what shambles.
0: Though, this is why I'm really into Scott Parker right now. Like, Fulham did the same thing to Spurs. They just got unlucky with the VAR core. Like, they're really bloody good at the moment. Like, so Parker I've, has them playing really
3: well. I've got a stat here that kind of shows the difference between Fulham, I think it was here, I'm pulling it up. So Fulham in the first 11 games of the season and then Fulham in the last 17 games. Um, and everything in the first 11 games of the season um, were like, they're you know, right in terms of goals conceded and shots faced and blah, blah, in the, it's all horrendous, right? They're yeah. like, mm-hmm. second worst goals conceded per game and blah, blah, whatever. And then the form has just completely flipped overnight. Like I mean, if you look at their goals... Conceded per game, they're second um, in the Premier League in terms of the best. Like they're only at zero point seven goals per game. Shots faced per game, very low. Safe, so you know, it's just xG per game. I don't know where Scott Parker just completely flipped the form because you remember Carger had that clip online where he's saying, "If I know anything, Fulham well, are going down this season." And to be fair, we all said it. They started the season horrendously, mm-hmm. and then this out of nowhere.
2: It's 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 amazing and like it's also because they give a shit and I think part of mm-hmm. it is it's very hard for Liverpool. I know they they're professionals and whatever, but there is something about the morale being low. not morale being low. You know what I mean? The ambition and enthusiasm, the motivation. Being low. Like, listen. Salah doesn't care. Like, the guy's going to score 20 goals this season, but this is not a man who gives a shit. Like, <laughs> it's so clear. When when Lamina took the ball off him, I was stunned because it was, like, the easiest thing in the world. And someone who was really determined to fight for the team would not have lost the ball that way. What a finish. And, and brilliant finish. And Salah is literally just, he's like, let me get in the box. I'm going to fall over now. Like, he's not running. He's he's go- scoring goals when they come to him easy. And it's like, mate, we get it. We get it. You want to leave? Just go, man.
1: <laughs> like, to be, to be him fair. And Sadio
2: like, Mane, Mane is now running like a chicken with his head cut off. I mean, it wasn't Like, he's done. One. Like, honestly, he came on and I was like, nothing's going to happen here.
3: <laughs> like, nothing happened. Hey, Barcelona, Barcelona, oh. Barcelona have a new president. So Salah True. is either going, hmm, Laporte, let's go down. It's true. Um, Except he plays also, in Messi's
0: position. Do
3: like. Yeah, well, Messi plays in what position? Messi plays in the also I don't care position, so they'll, yeah. they'll fit in.
0: You can't have uh, two.
3: You can't have two. But, and
0: Griezmann, <laughs> come on! Oh,
3: man. <laughs> all, all left-footed players. That's that, <laughs> does anyone have a three-footed player front line? That's also, not. when I said I know this is a bit all over the place, but it would be a sh- you know I think it would be remiss not to mention it. when I said what a finish we did not touch on Kane's goal.
0: Oh, true that's a hit
3: yeah I just wanted to bring that back because that from a technical perspective that was the ball's coming at you it's difficult you know the way he he didn't have any back lift he just did it and then kind of planted his foot down it was really really good we talked about this and I think Kane is an unbelievable player when fit he's got like Kevin De Bruyne's technique in a striker. like I think he's one of the best from a pure striking a ball potentially one of the best in the world the way he you know, his whole body gets all taut, and he gets it, he hits it just right. And he knows exactly what he wants to do. He is top when it comes to that.
0: Well, he, he is on record as wanting to be an NFL kicker after his football career is over and like genuinely would not rule it out. Why wouldn't you hire him to do that job? Yeah, he was not going to miss.
2: Um, yeah, I'd rule that out. That's a different technique altogether that he doesn't have. But I guarantee you, he hey, is, hey, you I saw
3: you saw do. Beckham hit it from whatever the ad. You can do it, mate. I,
2: d- please don't, don't, don't bring Beckham and like no, don't do this. Don't do this, Beckham. In, <laughs> no, don't do this. Manu, from you especially. I'm thoroughly disappointed. No, like I'm actually American, very disappointed. American football
1: requires no. Those, don't don't bring Beckham. Good.
2: Don't slander Beckham with this.
1: Realistically, Ederson can be a kicker. In oh end.
3: yeah, yep. that's a good point. Actually, you no know would be really good because they love to freaking hit as hard as they can. Pickford would be great. Just like <laughs> tell him kick this ball, and you will see him run across that field. They kick it as hard as he can with like all flailing limbs. I hate him so much. Pick, way. Pickford but today,
2: I was almost <laughs> gonna t- message you guys and be like, "Man, he's doing pretty well actually." Ever since he you slandered him, and then games. he did that nonsense, so I was like, "Okay, oh, the world is, is is okay." He is a um, human roller coaster. That man. Qu- quickly back to Liverpool. If. They won't sack him. They just won't. No, no. Uh, even if they don't make Champions League, they're not going to do it. Nor should they. It's one it, season. Exactly. They, they shouldn't. He, it's, it, he'll walk away if he decides to walk away, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and walk alone. But if, if they did, in some alternate universe, uh, get rid of him, there's only one man for the job. And that is the <laughs> new... the No, man. The new uh, champion of Scotland, yep. Steve Gerard. <laughs>
3: To be fair, I mean, his record, mate, he's going to do, he's going to do a Chelsea. He's going to concede less than 15 goals in the season. He's going to go unbeaten. He's going to, you know, match the invincibles. He's going to, can he win the treble and match 99? Because then you're just done it all in one season. I get it, Scotland, but hey, Scotland means you need to do more than one. If you do all three, it's not at Scotland anymore. And (laughs) twice. (laughs) This is the thing,
0: like, Brendan Rodgers did all of the things nine times and still, like, no one really gives a shit. Yeah,
3: because it's Celtic.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) but but, and and to your point, this is why I actually think for once Gerard has done something very well outside of Istanbul, something genuinely impressive (laughs) because it is Celtic. They've won it 10 years in a row to come from division, like fourth division, as they did come up the ranks, struggle, struggle, struggle. Whatever happened last season, and then beat these guys by how many points is it? Like, I don't actually think it's anywhere close. It's like 30, 20 points, something ridiculous.
3: They've they've scored like 70 something goals, 77 goals, and conceded nine.
2: What's that?
1: Scored 77, conceded nine in 32 games,
3: 28 wins, four draws. Only losses in the Carling Cup, or whatever it's called.
2: Mad. I'm sorry. That's incredible. Like, no, 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 no. Also, no.
3: also, as United fans love to remind them, love to mention on Twitter, they you guys keep congratulating him on his first title, <laughs> his first domestic league title.
0: <laughs> of course, but but like here's the thing: like to to Bertie's point, which may not have been serious, but like if Klopp does go, the pressure on that club to appoint Gerard is almost impossible to ignore like they, cut, It's it's going to be the same with Lampard as Chelsea. He might not deserve it. Maybe he does deserve it. I don't Alex, know. you know I why? This record because is intense. Gerard I, has people that he's going to be paying to whip up a frenzy. <laughs> of course. But even the fans wouldn't. Like, they'd be out there on the terraces singing Steve Gerard. Gerard, you know. He'll be there singing it with them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, no, I can't see it. I can't see it. Uh, not this season, anyway
1: um, uh, at least we got our 30 seconds of rangers agenda out the
3: way absolutely yeah well he's Andrew. put them on the map he you know when when have we spoken of rangers on this on this podcast right he's put them on the map people are are, are getting attention and the yeah.
2: champions league qualifying spot
0: <laughs> it's actually a bit sad that we never have any reason to talk about rangers because if you look back they had drop. Gascoigne, the Deboors, Like, they had some serious players back in the day, you know? Okay, let me ask you guys this. So when we used to play football in, in, in primary
2: school, like, we had Scottish coaches, and they would be like, you know, the two teams, they sort us out into 11 of 11 and be like, okay, you guys are Celtic, you guys are Rangers. And I liked Rangers. Which one of the two did you guys like?
3: Celtic. Rangers. I, I like the hoops. Yeah. The hoops, man. It was just all about the uniform. Mm, no I love, I love, I love me a hoop uniform.
2: Ali McCoys, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ali McCoys is a legend. I will give you that. Nacho Novo,
2: no one. Ooh, no? FM legend. Yeah. <laughs> it's See, it's Henrik Larsson, like he was the only thing that was like, you know what? I really like Celtic a little bit because of him. But nah, man, Boyd and for Forget
1: Jorg Alberts.
0: Yeah. Wow. Girl, but- Nak- this- Nakamura. If you, if, you, if you think about all these players, like most of the ones that you'll remember are going to be Rangers players. Whereas, like, yeah, Nakamura,
3: but that was well, the Bores. the went
2: on. to, or at least one of them. I think both.
3: No? No. Yeah, one of I them was at good. Rangers. For- so you yeah. also had, like, did you have, like, Waniyama start there? He was at Celtic. At Celtic. Was at Celtic. Yeah, Celtic. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I went Celtic. Yeah. Henrik Larson was at Celtic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who I really liked watching? Alan McGeady. Aiden. Aiden, whatever, not Alan. He yeah, was good. Aiden. He at
0: Sunderland already. now. I think he, he's still
3: there. Oh, still still there. He yeah. was the
0: one on Sunderland Until I die that didn't understand
1: four-three-three.
0: I think that was played McGiddy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Footage oh, of him being really pissed off after a training session because the new manager tried to get him to do four-three-three <laughs> and he wasn't having it. Sensational stuff. Anyway, uh, Brian one, Leicester two. Um, goalkeeping disaster from young sanchez in goal who, which is funny because like we were talking about goalkeeping stats earlier in the season and he was the one on the chart who came for crosses and successfully took them and then he came for this one and he murked his own team so there you go <laughs> it was um, doing so well up
2: until that point
0: it was i mean bright as bernie as you said on on online brighton will always find a way you know yeah uh Villa nil, Wolves nil game doesn't deserve any attention. West Brom nil, Newcastle nil. That needs to be banished from the record books for all eternity. <laughs> uh, Southampton beat Sheffield United, and I only bring this up because Che Adams.
3: Mm. <laughs> wow. Good hit. Rocket. Good hit. But he's got to use those thighs for something. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. yeah.
0: Um, and then we will end on uh, everyone's favorite manager, Davy Moise, who is absolutely at gunning for a top four spot. Um,
3: Alex, you, West- need, you actually sound much better than your regular accent. You need to just speak like this forever.
0: I would, but it's probably very offensive. Um, <laughs> West Ham 2, Leeds nil. Um, okay, you know how people like mentality monsters. Declan Rice came out after this game. He was disappointed in what? Only one, two nil. Conceded too many chances. He wasn't happy. That's well, like the mentality I don't like this guy. You need if you are going to if you are going to
3: challenge for a title. <laughs> to be fair, Leeds could have scored like seventeen goals. Mm-hmm. They just they got so unlucky. Bamford was horrendous. Open goals left, right, and center. There was one that they if West Ham cleared off the line. Um, so many issues. I you know, I see a little I, I get what you're saying. It's 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 such a tricky thing to say. But Leeds should have won this game. Like West Ham had a penalty and that was saved, and then the other one was like a corner. So I get it. Like Leeds, I, I think it was a bit harsh that they lost this game.
2: Um Guys, Fulham, Brighton, Fulham on 26 points, Brighton 26 points, Newcastle 27. I think Burnley maybe are okay, so I won't bring them in. Not who you want. Who do you think of those three is going down?
0: Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Newcastle on a serious slide right now. Uh, yeah. I
3: go with Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the safest of them all.
3: The safest bet of them all. Yeah, but it's also the safest means you you actually could lose the most. But yeah, I think Fulham, man, Fulham might not make it.
0: If you but if you look at recent form, I, I think of these two, like Fulham's form is way better than Brighton and Newcastle's. Yeah, and, and Brighton, Brighton they don't. And Brighton are yet. just a much better team than Newcastle.
2: But Newcastle's form is better
0: than Brighton's form. <laughs> yeah, Brighton.
1: Newcastle could uh, rename themselves Old
3: Castle. Because they're because they play. I Boston, can't believe
2: right? Roche came up with the worst joke ever told on the podcast <laughs> eight years in. Like congratulations, <laughs> mate.
1: This is a suggestion box. I mean, like got like grandma Steve Bruce fucking Santa fucking Tyneside during Christmas. And uh, what else is he doing? I mean, he's taking them. They, they started the season well, didn't they? And now they they're did. like they went oh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, like what is this, Brucey? I think they Brighton, weren't bad, like, and then we
3: said we said that it looks like they were going to start the slip, and the slip did, did begin. The question is now: can they put a halt to that slip, or are they going to actually go down? But
0: I think it's basically: is Callum Wilson fit? No, they can't score goals. Is it, like, what, is it,
2: when is he supposed to come
0: back? Do we know? No, I think it was a while so.
2: I think that it's between Brighton and Newcastle. I think Fulham will get out, agreed I, I think they will, and something I don't, I, listen it's a it's a gut check, but I think Saint Maxima won't allow it. <laughs> like, I don't know why <laughs> I just feel he's going to be like, lads like jump on my back if you need to. I don't think Brighton I think I think they're just unlucky and that, that bad luck might just
0: carry on.
3: I still I still think it's going to be Fulham, even though they're on good form and playing well, I think overall they're not going to make it.
0: You're just not forgiving them for the Michael Jackson statue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that I, was, that was mean, by an Egyptian. I love
1: a relegation team making a run at the end of the season and surviving. I just absolutely love How it. How do you feel when they come the next season and win the league? <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy because they beat all the uh, Man Cities and Liverpool's that season so I was thrilled so
2: whoever wins he's, he never gets needs a parachute in Ranieri <laughs>
3: is that what we're saying yeah so- parachute in Ranieri and the opera singer guy yeah yeah, yeah. it's all about the vocals uh,
0: <laughs> last thing from the Premier League and David Moyes he's slapped a 100 million plus price tag on Declan Rice and that means Joan Laporta is going to have to come up with that money Otherwise, Barcelona oh. are not going to be able to rejig their midfield.
3: I mean, he's he is the natural, him. he's the natural Busquets replacement. And he's I mean, he's going to pay that and he's going to throw in Osman Bembele. <laughs> <laughs> it's a decent shout. No, it's no, no if shout. if it's, it's vendetta wise, I'll throw in Griezmann. He, 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 <laughs> might, yeah. That might yeah.
0: actually be a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, speaking of Barcelona and people from former teams or like former players who just won little leagues, Xavi just won the <laughs> Qatari League. So,
3: and Santi Cazorla is is on fire in that league my god I yeah, mean, bought some of the highlights I know yes but still at that at that age um, he's the technique is Mwah. excellent
0: yeah. excellent he could still be doing a job for Arsenal I mean if he, if Leno gives him the ball that's not a goal simple as that Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that is enough of the cross for this week lads thank you and we will chat again soon
1: Peace. bye lads bye